Welcome to John Wayne Lied to You, the storytelling podcast featuring me, this debonair magic moment of a man, me, John Wayne, that's right, the, the goofiest one himself right here. I am, oh, whoa, I'm back in Wayne Manor, albeit temporarily, in the being currently deconstructed studio of evil oh how we hardly knew ye uh but more on that later i'm here thank you guys for joining me for another episode i really uh, appreciate it and um if i just met you at a con or, or a market recently thank you for checking out the show i um i hope you enjoy it and thank you to everyone who's been listening all this time all right so uh, before we get into anything, of course, I like I said, I am in the studio of evil right now, located in the west wing of Wayne Manor, and uh, I've got me a nice big, big heaping bowl of a grandpappy's medicine, the old green goblin itself. Uh, very hitting, very nice this morning. I've got, uh, I was, uh, you know, lucky enough to be given uh, four different new str- strains. Uh, at one time, um, all separated for me to try, and um, I've been doing that uh, this morning already before the recording, and I do not know which strain I'm smoking now, nor do I remember what they were, but very good, and you know I like weed. So I got that going. Of course, I have a big, uh, my extra big drink, coffee, hail Satan mug full of coffee, blackest, blackest of coffee for my soul and my little black uh, heart and bottom. So here we are. I'm back here. Uh, I've got the weed. I've got the coffee. Now, thank you to uh, all of my Patreon supporters. I cannot thank you enough. Shouts out to you guys. I appreciate you. Uh, You rule. You're keeping me alive. Uh, What a great year it's been because of you helping me out out there. So uh, if you would like to check out my Patreon, if you don't know about it or want to see what else, you you know, what else I have that you can uh, help old Uncle Johnny a couple bucks in his pocket here, go to patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead and you can join one of the tiers and get some goodies and uh, have a few laughs, a few beers, a couple burgers. Our troubles are over. And um also, no matter what tier you subscribe to, including the $1 a month beer club tier, you get a um, access. <laughs> you get, whoa, man, come on, I'm high. You get access to the Awesome Dude for Life Boner Bonus Podcast, which comes out every Wednesday, in which I speak with the artists I meet around the country and uh, all the uh, you know people of all different kind of uh, disciplines in the arts, and it's a lot of fun and um, a good conversation. So you, uh, if you check out any of the tiers and subscribe, you get access to that every single week. And I thank you so much. So major shouts out to my Patreon homies. Thank you guys so so much. And uh, if you'd like to check it out, go to Patreon.com/slash John Wayne is dead. Okay. Another bit of housekeeping up top. Again, I've got to say, my new book, The Cadillac Man, Going Strong, it is out, available from Death's Head Press. If you have not had a chance to check it out yet, please do. Uh, I would greatly appreciate um, you guys giving it a a read. It's my longest work to date. Uh, I'm proud of it, and I'd like to uh, get it out there in the world. So spread the word. Thank you so much to everyone who's bought it already. Uh, That's been putting pictures up there. couple of reviews that are out there already. If you've read it, you know, uh, throw a review up for me on Amazon or Goodreads. It really, truly helps uh, immensely um, throughout all of this. So, you know, or just buying it and reading it, I've, I very much appreciate. But check it out, The Cadillac Man, my new, new book from Death's Head Press. It, it, uh, it, uh, 
it investigates, not investigates, it explores the overarching theme of there not being a, such a thing as good uh, in the sense that you can overpower the the evil in the that's just out there and, and it's totally random and there is no way to stop it there is no thing you can do or way you can act to not befall this it just happens or it doesn't so a uh, cadillac man is kind of a representation representation of this kind of power or evil and um yeah it's in three parts it's 417 pages check it out the cadillac man so uh from death's head press and thank you to them for uh being awesome and putting that out and um, being behind me with it. So there we go uh, on that. So guys, <clears throat> like I said, this week, um, I it's been a week. You know, if you've been listening to the show uh, the last few weeks in particular, then you know that I am uh, moving from Wayne Manor. I'm I'm heading to Las Vegas, Nevada, where I'll be living there. And um, Lots of cool stuff going on in my life, lots of cool things happening, uh, but I am, you know, going through some other personal things and life changes and, uh, you know, hey, that's just how it is. But I am in the midst of packing up Wayne Manor and um, the, the Studio of Evil and getting ready to shift it off to Las Vegas, Nevada. So because of that, I was actually in a hotel um, <clears throat> all this past week, which is nothing out of the ordinary, but, you know, uh, I was here in Houston, H-Town, 33rd, 3rd Coast. And it is, you know, because I am, like I said, going through stuff in my life. I'm splitting up with my wife and I am, uh, you know, while she was moving her stuff out, I stayed in this hotel and it wasn't too bad. It was like a nice extended stay. Um, I had a full kitchen, not a full kitchen, but, you know, full fridge and, and it was cool. And I, um, if you were like, you know, some of you have been following along with um, like my Instagram stories. And then I think I talked about it last week, how I um, I, I recorded the show from the hotel room. Uh, and I was talking about how I was trying to write. I was going to write this book in that whole week that I was there. And I am, uh, well, you know, sad to report. But, you know, being honest, I did not finish the book. I did get uh, very, you know pretty far in it uh, for just like a week's worth of just sitting down and writing uh, every day. Uh, I had some other like things that I had to do during a, a few of the days that kind of broke up my day in a weird way that was kind of disruptive. I'm not, that's not an excuse, uh, but it would just, um, the days that I, I was just stationary, I certainly was the most productive where, I, you know, but hey, that's how it goes. But the good thing is about this is that I did get this story kind of formulated. I took all these notes, um, ideas. I was like, maybe this, if this, then this, you know, and I'm still taking notes, um, and writing and it's, it's a lot of fun. So I'll keep you posted on that, but Hey, I didn't, I didn't, uh, you know, win the Pepsi challenge or whatever, but Hey, I tried, you know, and I, I got a lot of work done. And I think that just coming out of there with, uh, that much done and that much kind of mapped out and knowing what I'm where to go and what I'm going to be doing with it uh, is a huge win in and of itself for me. So, you know, that's how that's how it went. But yeah, I was just in the hotel um, <clears throat> chilling. I got some drawing done. I, I definitely uh, used the shit out of their fitness center, which wasn't too bad. It had some free weights. It had a machine that, you know, you could do all these things like the herky jerky and the Humpty Dumpty on. And, uh, you know, and they had a couple treadmills and I was running a lot mostly. So uh, it was it was good. It was a good place. I had a, I had an okay time staying there and, um, you know, got to bring the, the pups up there, my dogs uh, a couple of times, uh, keep an eye on them in the room and they were very well behaved and good. And, uh, that was, that was awesome. But, you know, so now I'm back here for a little bit, but also this week while I was there, I, um, 
got my neck. Protect your neck. I got my neck tattoo uh, finished that um, that was started a few months ago. Uh, if you've seen my Instagram and stuff, I just posted a bunch of pictures of it. It is rad as shit. I went to see my friend Dana, the lovely, the talented, wonderful Dana, Dana Graham, um, but on her, uh, also known as Octoboros, at Octoboros is for her tattoo, uh, her tattoo name, or just her tattoo account, uh, Octoboros. She is amazing. She's talented uh, as shit. She is a tremendous artist not just graphically uh design wise but she's a singer and a performer uh as well she does a lot of stuff she's she's great and she did an excellent job on my neck i'm very very happy with it she went in did all the shading and um you know i don't know if this is supposed to be a a, a particularly sensitive area uh i just the whole side of my left neck like kind of going up under my face a little bit and then down onto my collarbone a little bit or my clavicle um but I, you know, I, she's got a light touch, or, or you know, she's professional and uh, very meticulous, and it, uh, it, it looks great. She did a great job, and then she, like, man, she fucking hooked it up with the Sanaderm or Dermasan or whatever the hell it is, and uh, I just had that shit on there for three days, peeled it off, boom, man, we are right as rain. Like it doesn't even. Uh, there's no peeling or anything. It looks great. So I'm very happy with that. So, you know, as I plunge myself further into, uh, you know, unemployability, I thank you for being here with me. No, it looks good. And I'm, I'm excited to get the rest of my neck done eventually, um, here. I don't know if I'll have an, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm sure like, you know, in, in Vegas, there's, you know, tons of tattoo parlors, of course, as you can imagine. And of course there's a lot of high end or like, you know, you can go see a, like a, pseudo celebrity tattoo artist or however you want to qualify that or, or quantify it, I guess either or as well. Uh, but I don't know. I'm not, I don't, um, know if I'll have like, a, I'm sure I'll find a, a regular artist or somebody new or, you know, maybe, you know, I don't know, maybe I'll have to come back here to Houston and have Dana finish the rest of it. Who, who knows what I'm going to do, but <clears throat> I'm here for it. I know that I know where I'm not going to get tattooed in Vegas, first of all, but, uh, and knowing that is, uh, a good start. So I'll figure it out and I'll definitely get the rest of my neck done and stuff. And I'm, I'm looking, uh, very much forward to that. Now, um, some people who have reached out to me, you know, and say, and if, is this move to Vegas going to affect like my, my, uh, my con schedule and travel because I'll be on the, over on the West coast. And, um, the answer so far is no, it won't. I've, I've got a lot of next year scheduled already. Uh, a lot of dates already on the books. Um, some of them are up at johnwayneisdead.com on the show's page, so you can get like an idea. But yeah, I'll be out there still doing it, slinging it, man. I'm not, I'm not stopping. You know me, guys. I'm just uh, pushing forward, taking the next step, doing some some other things to get it out there. <clears throat> and uh, you know, yeah, it's gonna be good. I'm, st- but I'll still be out slinging it like uh, like I do. You guys know me, and uh, I appreciate uh, everyone asking and and. Uh, that, that's coming. That's like planning to come see me and want to see me. I, I want to see you too, my friends, my friends. So yeah, so that's what's going on right now. I, I got my neck tattooed. Uh, I did the writing. I'm packing up, getting ready to move. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's about it. I can't, uh, I can't say, um, that there was too much else going. I mean, it, it's it's a lot. It's like a lot going on, but it's like a easily explain. Like, yeah, I got to move. Well, moving is a lot, you know, and it's stressful and crazy. And um, <clears throat> sorry, we'll talk more about that later in the show here. But um, 
One thing I want to go ahead and, and get into here is the Corey Hotline. Oh my goodness. The Corey Hotline, guys, is, uh, you know, what I, let me see if I can, you know, I want to make this official. Uh, but, you know, the Corey Hotline is uh, a line you can call to me anytime, day or night, 24 uh, 7, <clears throat> and leave a message to ask a question or a comment or, or whatever you would like to say. And I'll play it on the show and we'll talk about it and see what we can come up with. But you can call this line anytime, 832 930 1347. That's 832 930 1347. It's the Corey Hotline, everybody. The Corey Hotline. Yeah. Oh yeah, baby. The Corey Hotline. And uh, I, I know I've been, I've been saying it. I've been uh, talking about it. That it's, it's. I feel like it's fallen off. No one's, no one's taking advantage of it. But I got a call this week, and um, very happy that that someone reached out. So please feel free to call anytime. Eight three two nine three zero one three four seven. And uh, you know, no big whoop. We'll talk coffee. You know, no big whoop. But let's see. We got a message this week, so let's check it out. Here we go. Hey, John Wayne. Shannon Bradner. I just wanted to tell you congratulations on everything that you got going on, everything you're doing, and to wish you the best of luck. And I will definitely see you out there soon. And also, just don't forget all those little people when you're all big time. Talk to you later. Love you. Bye. Oh, hell yeah, Shannon. I love you. I love the hell and shit out of you, baby. Uh, hey, what's going on, Shannon? Thank you for calling in. Um, I just want to tell you, happy birthday, baby. Happy, happy birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday. It was, uh, yeah, Shannon was just uh, Shannon's birthday last week. So happy birthday. I hope you've had a great, great time. Um, you definitely are awesome for life and you deserve it. And, uh, you know, yeah, I, I thank you for the, the well wishes and, um, I will not forget about anybody, especially not you. You are unforgettable, Shannon. So, so yeah, see guys, you can call and leave a nice message like that. You can call and tell me to go to hell. You can ask a question about something we talked about on the show. You can ask for the local weather report. I, I don't know, but you can do it. You can call 832-930-1347. You just leave a message. You don't have to be nervous. There's no one there listening to it, uh, judging you or critiquing you until I get it, and then I will do those things. But please give me a call. The Corey Hotline, 832-930-1347. We'll talk. No big whoop. Uh, so thank you again. Thank you, Shannon, for calling. And uh, I, I love you so much. Appreciate your support. And happy, happy, happy birthday to you, my dear. Uh, so there you go, guys. See, that was fun. And you can be part of this fun by just calling us up at the Corey Hotline. And wasn't it fun to play that song, too? It really was. Uh, and I like to play it more. So let's have some calls. Uh, but anyway, yeah. There you go. Um, so that's moving us right along to what are our next topic is going to be, or our next segment, I guess, is uh, our three-card tarot reading of the day. Uh, if you know or do not know, I do a three-card tarot reading on myself before every episode in which I, uh, I write down beforehand the, the things that are on my mind, just stuff that, you know, has been, um, I've been thinking about lately. And then through the cards, I just kind of get a, a different perspective or a thought, you know, 
it, just turn it so I can see it at a different angle sometimes. And sometimes that's what you need. Sometimes you don't. I don't know. Uh, I like this and it works for me. It's a great, great thought exercise. So that being said, we'll move on to that. So this week, uh, of course, you know, as I, I said up top, lots of stuff going on, but you know, still keeping it together, still got my, my uh, head on straight and keeping uh, the business stuff going. So that's, you know, of course, on my mind, focus, uh, number one, something I wrote down, staying focused, um, uh, remaining balanced, you know, uh, just especially at this time, keeping things balanced and right, not allowing myself to go too far one way or the other, um, or, you know, you know, going off and just ma- making good decisions also on there as well. And then I wrote, you know, I have planning because the new year is coming. Like I said, I have a lot of next year booked already, but I have some new th- opportunities and new things. So there's a lot of planning that I need to look at and I will be doing that. Um, you know, I am doing it right now. So these things are just all on my mind right now. So, um, <clears throat> that being said, let's just, uh, see, let's get into our reading of the cards right now. Okay, so first card we have here today is the Queen of Cups, and that is in the upright position. And, um, you know, as we know, the cups, or as we've talked about before, that's that's our, our emotions, that's our, our feelings, right? Uh, all the feels. So with this cup, you know, you, of course you have the queen, which there's a sense of always it comes like it's some nurturing, a caring figure, um, compassionate. That always goes with that and, it, and, and resonates more on the emotional side because of, of this. So with this card, it's basically saying that you are, you know, you're, you're someone who is able to let others express their emotions to you because you can give... Uh, you can give them like the ear they need to listen to. You can relate and you can be, you know, empathetic while you're speaking with them. So people value that with you. And and plus you've been through some things and you're able to, to offer actual real advice. And, um, you know, and you do this in a way because, uh, cause this can be hard. Like this happens a lot where you maybe are that person for somebody that's going through something. And then because of, you know, you're just constantly being dumped on, you get sucked into that thing. That's their thing. And it's not really your thing, but it now kind of becomes your thing because you're so entrenched in it with them or you feel like you've been dragged into it. And, you know, that it, that's why it's important to be aware of that. But at this point, or at least at this moment in your life, it's saying, you know, it's basically telling us we've mastered that for the moment, that we won't let ourselves be pulled into the other person's uh, emotional thing that's happening just because we're there to help them. Um, so be aware of that, I guess, or, or be, you know, uh, mindful of that being a possibility. Uh, always, but at least right now, and it might be might be because you just came out of something like that where you were someone's emotional, you know, dumping ground or whatever, and you're like, okay, I get, you know, I'm not going to let myself get pulled into that again. I'm going to keep, you know, a healthy boundary here, but I am here for you as well. Just that's something just to be aware of because you know, with our emotions and stuff like that, it's easy to kind of get caught up one way or the other. Um, especially, you know, speaking for myself, I'm very emotional and passionate about things, and I can definitely get sucked. Oh, you know, away by energies, uh, one way or the other, or, you know, if I'm not super, you know, like mindful of it. So again, this, with this card, it's saying that right now, 
you know, right now we're just in, intuitive. We're highly intuitive. We've got just that that feeling right now. It's it's all it's all hitting. You know, our intuition is is there for us, and it's it's a good flow. Which I, we always talk about keeping that flow going. So we always have our intuition open, so we're able to, you know, trust it more and hear it better and and get a better sense of how uh, our intuition speaks to us. So. Right now, we're in a really good place with that. But so let's, you know, base, but so I would say keep, keep that up. We don't want that to just like kind of wax and wane too much. We want to keep that open and, and be able to, you know, continue to communicate effectively with, with people, continue to stay tuned into what you're feeling about a situation right now. And, you know, we just, we are open to this right now. And it's also saying if you're not allowing yourself to be open to it, trust, it's time to trust your intuition right now. If you haven't been and you, you know what it's like to, it's time to get back to that. We need to let that be the lead right now. You know, I know we are, we're always battling with our heart in our head. This, this particular time, our hearts kind of, you know, pulling the, pulling the cart a little bit more. So, you know, with that, you know, so just summing that up, you know, you're, you're really, there for people right now you've got this compassion this sensitive this uh you know just you're there you're an emotional kind of uh trust for people right now just don't get sucked into their thing and you know keep the flow of that going basically just easier said than done because you know i struggle with that a lot where i'll be like man i gotta fucking stop overthinking all this shit and just kind of let go and open keep that back open my you know intuition so i'm i'm definitely guilty of that uh myself next card five of pentacles and this is in the reversed position so so with the five so you know pentacles that's material that's wealth that's you know the worldly things uh you know that we that we have or or trying to attain and in this card it's like it's snowing outside. You see like a church window, stained glass. It's got the pentacles on it and some other stuff. And there's two people walking that are, you know, they appear to be, you know, maybe vagrants or down on their luck. They've got just blankets and they, they're walking past this window of this church basically, or it's supposed to represent help. And they're not even paying attention to that. They're so caught up in their own bullshit that they're not looking up to see that they just walked past what their their help was. They just walked past a way to get out of the cold and the snow and get warm and eat. And they're just not paying attention because they're so stuck in their own. They're so just focused on that that stuff. Now, in the reverse position, <clears throat> as as we have it today, so of course, like I said, this is a financial card because it's pinnacle. So when it's reversed, it's it saying, you know, hey, you're you're hitting the end of this bad time that you had. Maybe maybe you've been having some money issues or, you know, employment or something like that, but everything's starting to level out now. You're getting back on your feet and, you know, it, it's it's you feel a lot better. You can breathe right now. So, and again, if this is not happening, you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's it's go it's like 
it's it's on the way. Like this end, it it this too shall pass, basically, which you could say about everything if you want. But it's coming to an end. You know, we're gonna get it leveled out. We're gonna get back on track, and things are gonna start coming in and out like they need to. And again, it's not in this car, but it does go back to respecting like this. Just speaking for myself, respecting your wealth. Not not that I'm wealthy by any means. Just respecting the wealth in the sense of the money that you make. Are you respecting it and in, in what you're? Uh, how you're using it because you know when you think about what you did or what you had to do to get that money and to to be reckless with it or however you want to look at it is is kind of a disrespect to yourself because you're just fucking yourself like you're basically saying your time isn't you know you don't even give a shit about the time your own time but that's a whole nother thing anyway i'm getting way off track this is good weed um now outside of uh, it so it's it's the talking about you know financial, but outside of that, it, it it's also referring to like a a spiritual kind of um, poverty or or just missing from us inside uh, in a spiritual sense, which can go along with our last card of like making sure our intuition stays open. You know, we've lost that somewhere. This is card is saying like we've we've isolated ourselves. We're we're like just way off where we need to be spiritually uh whatever that means to you so we need to get back on an emphasis emphasizing that in our lives uh whatever that may be you know um so uh also it could be a sense that you've you've just pursued actual wealth uh physical wealth so 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 much and neglected yourself uh that it's way way off balance now and that's something to to totally take some time to step back and try to get that back for sure um also with this card, you know, if, if you're, if you're work, so this is with money, like kind of stuff is always whatever, but it's, it, you could be like some, sometimes you feel like I'm not, I don't have enough. I'm never going to have enough. Oh, Jesus Christ. And you can just work yourself into a, this horrible mind cycle. Cause that's all you think about. So we kind of have to let go of that. Um, in the same sense, you know, we, if we're like, I don't, deserve these things that i have the money but i don't deserve these kind of things i don't know you know this is for big you know fat cats like me well i'm a big fat cat like me you know you can you treat you don't be use discretion of course be realistic but it was sometimes we need to let the purse strings go on ourselves and 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 treat yourself uh because you know you do deserve things or at least you know something little just to to give yourself that uh kind of like not realization but just like you know what i am worth it you know that kind of uh you know pep talk to yourself i i don't i'm fucking high as hell right now guys i'm sorry uh either way so so with this it's just you know either if you're feeling like you don't have enough money so you're gonna just focus on money or you have some money but you you don't want to spend it because you feel like you don't deserve anything these are cycles that we need to break uh is what it's saying and and again get back to what's the basis inside you know yeah money is great and and getting that back leveled out is fine but are we spiritually bankrupt right now and we need to get that kind of back on track and build that back up uh i think is what what i'm you know the main thing i get from this card no so next card the hermit it's also reversed so with the hermit you know he's standing there he's got his light you know with the star in it he's looking he's got his staff but the star you know his lantern only you know lets him take see like a few steps ahead so he can only take one or two steps and and that's kind of like 
how he walks on his path, and that's great. Um, but with the reverse position, it's it's a couple of things could be happening. Um, you're either like take so so this this falls right in line with what we have here. You're either taking way too much time, like be actually kind of being a hermit, like trying to build up your spiritual energy and you're just you've secluded yourself in the west wing uh you you do nothing but spend time on this and you've cut yourself off from the outside world way too much like you've taken it too far basically so we gotta switch that around we gotta get back out there we have to you know reintegrate you know there's so there's such a thing as too much of a good thing with this um on the other hand you know what this kind of falls into what the reading, how the reading's been going so far, is like you're so busy dealing with things. You get, you've gotten caught up in day to day things. We keep putting things to the side as far like, yeah, I'll, I'll, okay, I'll get back to my meditation there. I'll get back to my this thing. Um, but we need to get back on it. We're, we're starting to lose that intuition that we've been listening to. We're starting to that voice is getting further and further away, harder to hear, and we need to get back on the, you know, back on the right track uh, with this. So. You know, that's that's how I'm taking it. The other, the, of course, you could take it the other way as far as like taking too much time. But with the way that I'm reading these cards right now, and this is just my thing, you can take it many hundreds of billions of different ways. To me, it's like, okay, we're so busy with all this stuff, just speaking for myself, all the traveling I've been doing, all the other things going on in my life. And it's a lot of like day-to-day stuff, a lot of like boom, 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 boom. But now things are slowing down. I have a few weeks off. So it's like, okay, this to me, I'm like, I need to get all that shit back on track. I need to start, you know, focusing more, uh, staying connected with people that I care about and just work on strengthening my connection, reconnecting with intuition and listening and, and just kind of getting that flow totally, totally going. Um, and, you know, and coming out of a, this financial thing and to the next thing, things are going to level out there as well. And, you know, with the queen, we're, we're in a good, at least we're in a good emotional space, uh, as far as all of these things that could be going, could, could be going wrong with it and that are going on with it. So that's the way I look at these cards today. Thank you guys, uh, for in, uh, listening. I hope you enjoyed that. I, I got something out of it. I hope you did as well. And, uh, I appreciate it very, very much. So, um, that being said, we will move on to our story portion of the show. But, oh, but actually before we do that, because I usually do, um, I'll do recaps on stuff that I've been to. And I want to tell a story on this one, but I also want to give a recap to, uh, um, that's why I said I would talk about this later, to the Houston Horror Film Festival holiday market that I attended uh, and vended at yesterday. Um, if you're listening to this Saturday, the, uh, what was it, the 11th of December, um, just for context. And uh, this, I've done many events, uh, several events with these guys now. Tony uh, runs a, a great a great show out there, Tight Ship. And uh, again, this was this was really well organized. It was at the Raven Tower, which is actually where also where I was at Thorn and Moon Market, uh, cool bar here in Houston. Um, and they really utilized all the space very well. Uh, loading in, there was a lot of like people with trucks and trailers and stuff, and they had it like down, dude. I didn't see any issues, no bottlenecks. I was very very not surprised, but I was like, huh, this is going really well. People are, you know, doing their thing, getting their shit set up. It was very well run uh, as far as an event goes. Great celebrities, you know, Felissa was out there, um, you know, uh, Doofy and 
and Dak and all these people. Great, uh, just great lineup, and it was a great, uh, great time. I was supposed to be out there with the Death's Head Press guys, but some uh, pressing uh, business came up for them, and you know things happened, and they couldn't uh, make it at the last uh, minute, or you know in the in the eleventh hour. And uh, you know I was like, never fear, guys, I'll take the I'll take the helm all by my lonesome up there and uh, steer the ship into the the cosmos of success. And that's exactly what I did, folks. I uh, I got there. It was uh, a ten thirty a.m. load in on Saturday, which is you know fine. It was. It started off a little cool in the morning, but here in Houston, uh, H Town, Dirty Third, Third Coast. I know a lot of places right now in the country, it's like super cold. But for us, it was like you know maybe it was like sixty eight or something, maybe you know around there. But it just kept getting colder. Like it wasn't one of those days where the sun came up and got warmer. It just got colder, which was fine. It was like fifty. It ended up being like fifty one degrees, I think, by the end of it. Like, but you know, I had, I'm a. I'm a soldier, dude. I'm no stranger to danger. I stand out there in the cold, and that, I did that. Set up my shit. Um, got all ready. Had to go make a, a emergency uh, a weed uh, pickup situation. So um, I went and did that, and then came back plenty of time to get my head right and start selling. And I had a great time. If you know, I I saw a lot of people. Uh, that I knew. Shouts out uh, to all the new people I met. If you're checking out the show and I met you at Houston Horror, uh, the pop-up market for the holiday one. Thank you for checking out, t- checking out the show and thanks for checking out uh, the booth. It was it was a great time. It was a little chilly, but that's all right, man. No worse for the wear. Uh, I enjoyed myself immensely as I often do at these events and uh, I very much appreciate uh, being a part of it, and I appreciate the the people that uh, Tony and his his friends, his friends, Tony and his crew at uh, Houston Horror Film Festival for running such a great uh, show. And I look forward to coming back in July for the for the the big three day uh, con. You know, the full blown, balls deep, penetrative, ready to go con. I, I look forward to coming back to that because it's going to be radical. Uh, shouts out to T Shirt Joe, my man. Uh, fast custom tees over there just slaying it with his stuff and thanks for the beer joe you're my man uh but yeah it was great i i if you're in houston and you see that the houston horror film festival is putting on an event uh and you're into horror stuff go to it you won't be disappointed and uh it was a great time so thanks to them for having me and um yeah it was awesome so there we go uh i also now i want to get to our story um you know which is since I talked about, you know, moving and that kind of thing, I, I decided to go to a, a little bit of a moving story uh, here. So, um, you know, we'll call this one uh, Full Dorm Now. See you later. So. Since I'm moving and, and you know, moving is, is stressful and sucks uh, on many levels, I thought I'd tell a moving story, but particularly a story of when I moved into my dorm when I went to college at Sam Houston State University. Eat them up, cats. Me? Yeah. That's right. Uh, up in a glorious Huntsville, Texas, where we um, have many prisons and also where we put people to death in the state of Texas. Interesting. So that's where I went to college, boy. And I, um, <clears throat> and I think I've talked about this before on the show, but when I went to, to school at Sam Houston, uh, the dorm that I lived in, it was, it's, it was, 
<clears throat> campus housing, right? Like a dorm, but it was almost all, it was at the furthest edge of campus. It, you know, I, like partially might not have even been considered campus property. Uh, I'm not sure. It's very, very far. And uh, it, it was just a house. And it was like four houses in this little parking lot. And they were called wellness houses because, you know, the original intent of that housing was for athletes because it's, you know, it's small, they're small rooms. So the teams would, you know, you'd be like all together, like they're small houses. Like they only have like, maybe you have like 15 or 20 people total living in the the house with you. So it's not like the huge dorms that were on, on campus that you could just walk out and walk to a building. Uh, those were like, you know, level, you know, stories high and long hallways and all that shit. This was different. It was quaint. It was nice. I, I enjoyed the shit out of living uh, there for my first year of school. After that, I, I lived in an apartment. But, you know, um, <clears throat> that was where I was living. I'm one of those houses. Uh, and, you know, I leading up to it, just I didn't. Uh, I Oh, I know what happened. I tried to put in uh because my my good friend uh the monsignor was going to school there uh also and he had been there um the year ahead of me and he was in the, one of the wellness houses he's in one of those houses so i he was going to stay in the same one and i put in to uh we both put in to be roommates right so i don't know why it didn't i don't know what happened but they didn't put us together he stayed in his same house and then they but they did put me in the house that's directly next to him it's called Crager house so I'm looking at that. I'm like, okay, you know, I mean, it's it's there. Monsignor told me it was like right next to his, so we'd still be close, but not in the same room. So that was fine. Um, but I, you know, this is my first time moving out of my house. You know, I've never lived out of my house before. Uh, so it's kind of like kind of a big deal, but you know, I'm still kind of like I don't know, downplaying it or whatever. But uh, here's the other thing was like you know leading up to it. So I get assigned this roommate. I don't know him. He doesn't know me. And one day uh, we called each other. I can't remember if he called me or I called him or whatever, just to connect and be like, okay, well, I'm a nice to meet you. I'll see you up there. And I'm going to bring, I have this and uh, I'll bring this and this kind of thing. And it was like, yeah, we'll figure it out. He was cool. His name's Ryan. Shouts out, Ryan. If you're out there, my man listening, uh, still keep in touch to this day. Good, good dude. Um, But we had so many antics anyway um, that I have talked about on this podcast, but you know, I didn't know him. He didn't know me. It was one of those things. I was like, that was kind of another level of, of anxiety where you're just kind of like, man, I have no idea who this person is. Is this guy going to like, are we going to get along? Is this going to suck? Like, what if we're just completely different? You know, it was all that kind of shit uh, that you think about. But, you know, I was like, well, what are you going to do? You got to just jump in and, and go. Uh, so I, you know, was packing up my my belongings and um, didn't have a lot of stuff to bring, actually. Uh you know, I, I think really when I when it came down to it, what I had was the main the like piece de resistance, if you will, I had was my mini fridge that I won from the Project Prom, which I told that story on here. You can see one of the back episodes there. I won this mini fridge and it was like the best thing ever. I would, you know, all summer before I went to college, I had it in my room and I was like, you know, hide hiding Coors lights in there while I you know drink them while I'm listening to corn because I was cool and I still am damn it. But so, uh, yeah, so I'm got my mini fridge. Like that's like, that's what I told him. I was like, I got a fridge, man. He's like, Oh, that's cool. Cool. Outside of that, I had clothes, my guitar, 
And I think that was it. Like nothing else. No chair, no extra chairs. No, I, I didn't know exactly what you could do to the door, like your room, I guess, you know, until I got in there and started seeing it. But like, you know, it's just a tile floor. You know, so I guess it has a desk with shelves kind of built in and a phone and one chair and at the desk and that's it. It's like the beds, which can be bunk beds or, you know, they can be apart, like however you want to do it, however much room you want for activities. Um, but yeah, so I, I brought, I remember like it's, I was going to move in on this Saturday, uh, you know, the Saturday, Sunday to move in. And I didn't have much stuff. My dad went up there with me. Um, and it, it was like, all right, like a trip and a half up to the room with my things like, well, I guess we're done. So he was like, you know, all right, I'll see you later. And I was going to stay. Uh, Ryan wasn't there yet. The thing was, is that I, I had to bring my stuff up. I needed to get it in there on Saturday afternoon because Saturday evening, I was going to see Alice Cooper at the uh, Woodlands Pavilion. I had gotten free tickets from some somewhere, somebody at work. I was working at the software store. I can't remember how I got these tickets. But anyway, I was like, well, I got to go see this show. I can't not. Um, and I went by myself. Now, I don't even remember who I was supposed to go with or who I, I have no uh, memory of how I got this ticket or how it's happening. But I know I went by myself and, um, you know, it was uh, it's like 40 minutes from Huntsville to the woodlands where that pavilion is, where the, the thing was. Uh, so I, you know, put kind of threw my stuff around the room or put it away. And then I was like, all right, well, um, I guess I'm going to go to the show. So I went to the concert and uh, then I drove back to the dorm because I was like, well, I'm here. I'm going to I'm going to get get here. And uh, when I came into the room, it was like completely it was like, whoa, like you won the um, Toys R Us toy run or something. And all your shit was like in the room. I it, it, it went from I, I brought my stuff in and it was like this sparse kind of. Hey, here's my stuff. I play guitar. There's a guitar. I'm not too good, but uh, I have a PlayStation at home. I don't know. I come in, it's like TV, VCR, you know, fucking a chair. There's a carpet on the floor. Fucking this. The refrigerator's full of food. Like, there's all this stuff, decoration. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, is this my room? No, but what had happened was Ryan had come in and moved his shit in while I was at the you know, well, I had left to go to the concert, but he had to go back to his place. He wasn't going to be coming to like the next day. Um, and, and so I just walked into like this all set up room. I had, t- had TV, you had to bring your own TV, you know, I didn't have a TV, my own TV. So he brought this T it was awesome. It was so cool. Um, <clears throat> to just walk into that and be like, Oh hell yeah. So, I mean, so we had a great time. We had a good run, Ryan and I, uh, and we sparsed that room up throughout the semester uh, a lot of different ways. I've, I've told stories about it on here, but like, you know, we did start with our beds apart first and then we're like, fuck this. We bunk bedded them. Um, I was on the top bunk so that we could have the room for activities and uh, because we had the rug and then like uh, Ryan brought a chair in and we had uh, he, he brought, I told a story about this, how we got in trouble for this. We had a like, you know, one of those things like that in a um in a convenience store that's um a cooler that looks like that's made to look like a can of what it is, you know, and it's you know, they're kind of like big, make up to your waist or whatever. And uh, yeah, so we had one of those for Keystone Light. 
uh, that he had gotten from somewhere, his girlfriend's mom got from a bar, some shit. And we had that in our room full of ice and Keystone Light because we wanted to be on brand. Uh, but yeah, we would fill that thing with beer all the time. It was it was awesome. And then, um, <clears throat> sorry, and then, uh, you know, we, we're going about our, our thing. I, you know, I struggle with my studies. I wasn't too into school um, then at least, and even, even all through, but I found my way through the writing track. But, you know, taking your basics and all this shit and not even wanting to be there, I was kind of struggling. I definitely, like I've told this story too, where I, I finished out the semester, my first semester, with a 1.4 GPA. Not, not, that's not a grade they like to give out. Uh, put on academic probation where I had to write a letter to the dean um, to be, to able to, you know, take, to, to able to come back the next semester and take classes with like, and you just, it's such a fucking bullshit. You're just like, and I promise that I'm going to um, do really good and I'm changed my classes and now I know what I'm doing. And you have to go to the Dean to present it to them or, or meet with them after you write it or something. I, I, I it was, it's basically just a, a like kind of scared straight type of thing where, uh, because the first academic probation, like that's just strike one. And then if you, if you don't get your GPA above whatever, I forget what it is, 2.5, maybe by after the next semester, then you're suspended. Then you're, then you're kicked out for a whole semester before you can come back. Like whatever. Um, so then they, they just make you go through this rigmarole so that you'll like really think about what you did and, you know, um, whatever. So I did that. And, um, I, uh, I had to take care of all of that during the holiday break. So you get off for the holidays, you have like a month in college. And of course I'm like working at the software store with Nick P and everybody. Uh, and I'm going up to Huntsville to make these fucking trips to talk to the Dean and turn in my letter and get reinstated and all that shit. Um, so I did that. And the whole time, whole holiday break, like, I think that I hung out with Ryan at the beginning of it. No, I don't know. I don't think we did. No, no, no. That was something else. I, I don't know. We we're just like, all right, see you later, man. When we left for the break and um, didn't talk to him over the entire uh, break. You know, I'm, I'm busy. He's busy doing his thing. I show back up for start of the next semester and I walk to the room and I open it up and it's like I traveled back in time to when. I walked in the to when only my shit was in. Everything was gone, like the the TV, the VCR, the the cooler, the ice house cooler, it's gone. Uh, the chair, everything, all of our the the cool shit that we had, it's all gone, and just my stupid shit is there. And I was like, what the fuck happened? So I I look up. There's just like this post-it on the the desk that says, uh, "Sorry, dude, I'll give you a call." Ryan and I was like, "Oh fuck!" So it turns out, like he he had uh, like because you you can I guess enter or be be accepted to the university on uh you know on a uh, kind of a probationary thing already getting in to where then you have to maintain some GPA. And I'm not trying to blow up his spot. Ryan's like super successful now, like he's a badass. But you know, like I said, I got a 1.4, so he, I think he got around that maybe the same we were on the same level there but however since he was already on a probationary thing then he was suspended so he had come during the holiday break and taken all the stuff back and i was like oh man i have to start over 
But uh, and I started over actually by getting the biggest, ugliest fucking chair from this furniture store on the side of the road that my dad took me to. I think it was like forty bucks for this chair. It's, it was so fucking big. I had it forever. I finally got rid of it. Like not maybe like I don't know a few years back, but. It was rad. I had it forever, and I put that bitch right in the middle of my fucking room, saved up. I got a TV, or maybe I had a TV by then for Christmas. I brought it up there. I had my PlayStation. I slowly built it back up, and what was awesome was that they did not give me another roommate. I got to have that room all to myself for the second semester. So my first, like, my living on campus, like, uh, experience at Sam Houston, which was only that you know, those two semesters was fucking amazing. Uh, had a lot of great adventures in there for sure. Scrapes and scraps, but, uh, yeah, it was cool. And it was awesome. The move, that move wasn't terrible. And even moving out of that wasn't terrible. The moves don't start getting terrible until you start acquiring more shit in moving into bigger places. And then you have to move all that shit to another place or get rid of it. That's when it gets shitty. So, uh, maybe we'll talk about that later, but for now, this was a good moving experience. And even though, you know, I, we had all that was like, you have all this in the palm of your hand and it's taken away from you. Well, lesson learned, you know, that's, that's the way the cookie crumbles. We certainly did enjoy the shit out of it while we had it. That's for sure. There's no, no regrets. And, you know, we certainly lived in the moment for sure. But, uh, yeah, that was how it goes. And that's a good move. And, and hope, and, and I'm hoping this move will be uh, good as well. My, my, my present move that I am engaging in here. And, uh, but I'll let you guys know, but for now, you know what, man, cowabunga dudes. <laughs> All right, there you go. Hey, my dorm move in story, a good one by John Wayne. So thank you guys for joining me for another week. I very much appreciate it. Uh, all the support from you guys listening uh, and checking out the books, the new book, The Cadillac Man. It's out there available everywhere from uh, Death's Head Press. I still don't have any copies due to a, a clerical error. Uh, they are running late to me, but I will definitely be telling you when you can get autographed copies, uh, signed copies from me and from my website. They just can't right now, but it is available at Kindle. It is on Amazon. It is everywhere you get books from just uh, however you get it, I appreciate uh, the support so much. And you can get all my books everywhere as well. But those you can also get from johnwayneisdead.com. If you go to my website, go to the shop page, uh, you can pick up books. They'll be signed, my records, uh, T-shirts, all that good stuff. And um, I will also send a little extra goodies and stuff because I appreciate it so, so much. Also, my dates, like I said, johnwayneisdead.com. Go to the shows page. This this year's in the books. Yesterday at the Houston Horror Film Festival, shouts out my last event of the year. So, um, you know, moving on. So the next year's booked, if you're if you're trying to figure out, hey, what horror con am I going to go to? I wonder where John Wayne will be. Boom, you can check it out right there. Um, and thank you, guys. Please... Uh, Check out my Patreon if you'd like to throw a little extra change Uncle Johnny's way. Patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. Get, uh, get on there and check out all the, the things on the Awesome Dude for Life Boner bonus podcast. And as always, you could follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at John Wayne is dead. And uh, yeah, party on, Wayne. See ya. See <laughs> ya.